Hello, my darlings and darklings, and welcome to the Simply Witchery Podcast. I'm your host, Lady They Them. I'm a queer witch, pagan, and tarot reader. Here at Simply Witchery, I discuss magic, ritual, divinity, tarot, and so much more. This week, I'm talking bath rituals, and I'm giving you all my tips and tricks and know-how in the area. It's become a really important part of my practice as of late, so I wanted to talk a little bit about it. Enjoy! Alright, so, bath rituals. I love a good bath. I'm a bather. I think that water, just like as a thing, even uh, beyond the magical elemental correspondence, is just a great soother and healer to the mind and body um, before you do anything magical to it or with it. Um, so bathing rituals are super powerful for me, super important for my practice and also just really important for my mental and physical health. So let's just talk generally about, um, bath rituals, how to put one together, um, the kinds of things you can do in them and that sort of thing. And then I'll kind of give you a few recipes of the rituals that I do personally on a semi-regular basis. And hopefully that'll be a good jumping off point for you to kind of create your own rituals and set your own intentions. So the first thing that's um, important for me is setting space. The ritual that I'm doing will really affect how I set space. So like if I'm doing a bath ritual as an offering, Aphrodite loves baths as an offering. And so I do them all the time for her. And so depending on whether I'm doing a ritual for her or a cleansing ritual or what have you, I will set space in a different way. And what setting space looks like for me is I usually choose a crystal to align with my intention. If I'm doing it for a deity or a spirit, I will have things that I've dedicated or am offering actively as part of the ritual to them. And I'll just kind of make a little altar on the edge of my bathtub and just kind of set intention and set space there. Speaking of crystals, it's really, really, really important that you make sure the crystals you're using in a bath ritual are water safe because there are some crystals that when you get them wet, they become toxic so or they dissolve and you don't want that in your life. So make sure that the crystals you're using are water safe. What actually goes into my bath also kind of helps um, form the intention. You can use salts, bombs, melts, oils, milks, teas, you know, herbs and flowers, all of that kind of thing. So I kind of just want to talk about all of those things. Um, Bath salts are going to be really purifying and cleansing. So you can use any kind of salt, Epsom salt, obviously, sea salt, table salt, any kind of salt you can get your hands on will work in a bath and it Salt as a magical item is, for me, the master cleanser. It's going to suck all the energy, positive or negative, out of a thing. So I use a lot of salt when I'm in a lot of pain physically or if I'm struggling with something really deeply mentally and just kind of need to draw back and get a higher perspective and kind of get out of my, you know, neurosis and uh, emotions about a thing, I'll use a lot of salt in a particular bath ritual. I find that bath bombs, while they're also really great for softening the skin, so you get that kind of easing magically as well, 
Um, because anything something does mundane, it's going to be reflected in the way that the magic is. So a bath bomb is a thing to help make your bath smell good and it helps to soften your skin. So for me, magically bath bombs are for the softening of your spirit, your emotions when you're feeling really on edge, or if you're feeling kind of um, like you're floating, like you're not grounded, a bath bomb will really help you bring you back into like an alignment and into a space that feels soft and safe. And then bath bombs, especially if you buy a bath bomb from a company that's witchy, there are several that exist in the world. My favorite is Crystal Bar Soap. I love them because not only do you get a bath bomb, but you get a crystal that you get to keep at the end and it's fantastic. But anyway, if you get, if you buy from a company that's witchy, it already has intention and magic already in it, which makes, you know, setting your own intentions really easy. So bath bombs are great. A bath melt is basically just a lot of oils condensed. So I want to talk about those two things kind of together. Every type of oil is going to have a magical correspondence. So just kind of either form your own correspondences for oils or use whatever you can find on Google. I, for the most part, use coconut oil or olive oil. Olive oil is mainly part of an offering that I use when I do a ritual for a Greek deity because olive oil from the Greeks, you know, it's a big thing. Um... The oils for me are more a part of my offering to deities usually, but of course olive oil has its own magical correspondences outside of the Greek deities, as does coconut oil and all those kinds of things. So kind of do some research about that. I could talk about my own correspondences, but I don't know how super valuable they would be because they don't really align with other people's magic. So yeah. Um, so that's oils. Oils are also just generally great also for nourishing your skin and softening as a result. So for me, I'll use uh, coconut oil specifically when I f- really feel like my spirit and my body needs to be nourished. So if I'm experiencing trouble sleeping, some insomnia, or if I just feel like dried out when I experience burnout, I'll use a lot of coconut oil because I find that it helps me magically recharge mind, body, soul. So that's that. Milks for me are kind of a new thing that I just started doing. Sea Grape Apothecary is, um, I follow them on Instagram and uh, they recommended it to me and it's like sort of incredible. I don't really have my own correspondences yet, but we have a lot of um, oat milk in our household because there's several people who have dairy allergies or are lactose intolerant. And oats for me are like a super grounding magically. So uh, again, if I'm feeling like ungrounded, I'll use oat milk in my bath. And it's been really helpful to help me find my center and like get myself grounded so that I can contend with whatever it is I'm contending with outside of the bath. So yeah, milks are kind of a new thing to my practice, but I really like it. And I find that Aphrodite really enjoys that for some reason specifically. I don't know if it's just because like when I think of Aphrodite and like she was born from the sea, she's just a generally incredible like deity. I don't know where I'm going with that, but um, she's just generally incredible, I guess is what I'm saying. And for some reason, milk is just correspondent with her for some reason. I don't know why. I haven't really figured that out yet. Like I said, this is new, but whenever I do baths for her now, 
I think I'm going to have to have uh, milk in my bath. So that's a thing. And then as far as teas, herbs, flowers go, my main tip here is just, you know, figure out what your intention is, align your herbs, teas, or flowers to that intention, and use a sachet because I detest cleaning my bathtub when it's got like a bunch of flowers in it. It's horrible, probably not super great for your plumbing too. And so I always put it in a little sachet. There are, I have a couple, oh my gosh, I forget the name of these bags, but they're like those like, you know, like see-through bags that you like people put jewelry in them. I completely forget what they're called. Hang on, I'm going to Google it because it's going to bother me. Okay, thank you, Google. They're called organza bags, Um, but you can get those real cheap online. They're great for using in the bath. A cotton bag will work just as well. But yeah, sachets are your best friend when you're using those things. And like whole flowers, like wouldn't be as bad. I can imagine I have yet to use actual whole flowers in my bath, but I'm sure they'd be much easier to clean up. So I'd be chill with like just letting those float around. But like herbs from your spice rack cabinet are going to be a nightmare. Put it in a bag. Yeah. And then as far as like how I kind of like decide what to use, it's all as it usually is with me, just with intention and based on what I have. So if you like don't have a lot of herbs, you can use just like a regular tea blend from your kitchen. You can use the herbs and spices in your kitchen. Just like a little goes a long way. Just you can always add more, but you can't take any out, especially with like actual pepper spices. Like I uh, was doing like a fiery cleanse bath ones and I put too much cayenne pepper in my bathtub and it was a, it was a nightmare. Please don't do that to yourself. So be careful, uh, be smart, be safe, do your research. And pretty much other than that, just like let intention be your guide. Yeah. Because I think the traditional correspondences of your ingredients are important. They're a great starting point, but like I am a big fan of just letting your intention be your guide and like the energy you get off of an herb or off of an oil is what's really important and it's just as valid as the traditional correspondence because your intention is what really matters and what you feel from a ingredient is what really matters. So that's pretty much my like overview of bathing rituals. So let's just kind of get into my like recipe rituals, something you can like get an idea of what I do and like how I form these things. And another, another little tip before I get into the recipes, always be careful with your essential oils when you're putting them in the bath. Essential oils are extremely powerful and they can actually hurt your skin and your body. You use too much. It's very hard to do in a bath, but be careful. So let's get into my recipes. So the first recipe I kind of want to share, or ritual I guess that I want to share, is a cleansing ritual that I do before or after, usually after spirit work and before a really, really big ritual. And I'll cleanse after rituals sometimes too. It depends on what I feel like I need. But usually after spirit work, I'm like, okay, you got to cleanse. It's not super important to me beforehand, but it is for some reason super important before a ritual that doesn't involve spirits uh, aside from my deities to um, 
cleanse after. So it's weird. I don't know why I am the way I am, but I am. So for this like cleansing ritual, I use salt, usually Epsom because that's usually what I have on hand. Um, but I've used table salt before and it works just as well. Um, and then I'll do four essential oils. I'll do peppermint, rosemary, fir tree, and eucalyptus. And these are all like, for me, there's nothing more cleansing than mint. And so, um, I'm usually pretty heavy on the mint. So, and then kind of like, I want to say I'll probably use like 10 drops of the mint and then like four or five of the others. I go pretty heavy on the mint. These all kind of align with my personal correspondences for cleansing. Um, they also align in some cases with their traditional correspondences, which is cool. And then I always will have quartz in my bath and usually labradorite um, on the edge. Labradorite is a water-safe crystal, but um, I tend to like to look at it while I'm doing a cleansing. I don't know why, but it feels right. So that's what I do. And quartz is, of course, the master stone. You can pour any energy into a quartz crystal. And then usually after my bath, I'll bury my piece of quartz in salt to cleanse it and to kind of um, get rid of those energies. Because like I said before, to me, salt is the master cleanser. It takes out all energy, not just good or bad. It's just going to strip all the energy away from whatever you, you know, berry in it. So that's how I use um, salt for cleansing specific objects as well. A little witch chip there. Um, the labradorite I'm not usually pouring energy into, so I only cleanse when I feel like the crystal needs it. So yeah, that's kind of my recipe for that cleansing bath. Um, and this is really the only thing I'll do before or after some kind of magical work. The rest are usually setting an intention. They're the ritual themselves. And it's really about, you know, doing magic with the waters for the rest of these. So another one I do a lot is a self-love bath. So um, oat milk is a recent addition to this. And then I'll use lavender essential oil, rose oil essential oil if I have it. I don't usually have that on hand. And then I'll put a rose quartz in the water and use olive oil because usually when I'm doing a self-love ritual, it's with Aphrodite or for Aphrodite. And so I use a lot of things that I correspond to her and that she likes and has asked me for in the, in the past. So that's kind of my recipe for the self-love bath. It's pretty simple, but it's great. And I also always smell incredible after those baths and I'm so soft. It's great. The combination of oil and, and milk has been great in my baths. Wonderful. Especially just like for my skin in this time because I'm finding that uh, as it gets hotter here in Southern California, um, my skin is drying out because it got used to uh, the waters in Oregon and uh, then I moved back to the desert, and my skin's not happy about it. But anyway, yeah, those are the two recipes I wanted to share. So let's uh, just kind of shift slightly into a magic in me, because all of this is about magic that I do on a regular basis. But I want to talk a little bit more about bathing with Aphrodite and why I think a bath ritual is a perfect offering to her. One she's Aphrodite. She loves self-care. She loves self-love. So anything that's good for you holistically, mind, body, soul, she's down for. And baths are definitely healing mind, body, soul for me. So she's always like, uh, I'm down for you to do a bath as an offering. Please fix yourself. 
take care of yourself. And so I do that a lot for her. Um, I've also found that just in general, being in water, because water is water and it has the magical properties that it has, is super healing. And someday when this quarantine is over and the beaches are open, I think I'm going to be spending a lot of time in the ocean. We'll see. But waters are healing. And right now the bath is as close to the ocean as I can get. And so I've been doing a lot of healing work in my bathtub when I would like to be doing it in the ocean. But you know, what can you do? And I've also, there's something interesting that I've noticed that I haven't quite puzzled out. So if you've got some insight for me, feel free to hit me up on social media because I'm kind of like, I don't, I don't know what I'm doing with this. So in my baths, as I meditate, um, and sit still and be quiet in my own brain, um, which is another thing that baths really force me to do because I'm not good at being still and quieting my mind. I felt really called to, um, do root and sacral work. I call them energy points because, uh, I'm not sure if I should use the word chakra. I have heard in some places that it is culturally appropriative. I don't really know, so I'm just going on the safe side and calling them energy points. So if you've ever heard me use the word energy point, this is what I'm talking about. But anyway, tangent over. The past few years for me have really been about opening my heart and my third eye. Um, and now I'm feeling called spiritually to do some real deep root and sacral work, like I said. And I'm kind of like, okay, I kind of knew what to do with the heart and the third eye. Like, those are kind of energies I'm naturally super comfortable with. Um, I'm very good at being in my head. I'm very good at being connected to intuition. I'm really good at um, feeling shit. <laughs> so those working on those energy points and healing them and like figuring them out was difficult work, but it wasn't uncomfortable, we'll say. But root and sacral, I'm like, my physical body? What? My physical world? What? You know, physical pleasure? What? I'm kind of like, okay, so this is going to be hard and uncomfortable. Sweet. I see. Okay. And there's something about bathing for me that really activates those places for obvious reasons. Um, and I think it's going to be kind of my door and my gateway into working on and healing and activating these energy centers. So that's kind of where I'm at magically with this stuff. Like I said, it's a pretty recent development. Bathing has always been great for me, but it hasn't ever been so intensely magical for me before, if that makes sense. It was a good thing I did for my body and to some degree a good thing I did for my mental health, but it wasn't ever something that really affected my soul. So this is an interesting journey that I'm starting on and that I'm excited to uh, go down and develop as a being called to upgrade and level up is always cool. It's uh, not always fun, but it's always cool. <laughs> so yeah, I think that's going to be all. Thank you for listening, my darlings and darklings. If you haven't already, please subscribe to my podcast and rate and review it. It really helps me out. You can find more from me on Instagram and Twitter at Simply Witchery in both places. You can check out my Instagram feed for daily readings and more magical content. The music in this episode is Where Was I by Lee Rosefear. And last but not least, 
May blessings, joy, and love find you wherever you are. I'll see you next time. Bye!